previously on Describe Your Kill. Merry Christmas to all of our listeners. Ooh, those are very good rolls. That's 26 damage. Well done, Tango. We must continue to support them as best we can. Aaron, I'm going to pump a sooth spell into you. Can we choose a different word? <laughs> it's beak! Beak, not Mon- the beak! Monkey beak! Oh, <gasps> roll the natural 20! Malakai, do you have some healing left? I'm not doing so well. I do! That's a natural <gasps> 20! <Yes. laughs> well, I guess that bird just got stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome back to Describe Your Kill. Still in 2023, will this year never end? But because our PR manager, Matty, is not here, I wanted to have a little chat with you in what I like to call the Gooch Week. The week between Christmas Day and New Year, the Gooch Week. So thank you once again to everyone who's listening, commenting. Let's get stuck into episode 13 of Describe Your Kill, The Death of Destiny. Much a Tengu about nothing. Good evening, gentlemen. Good Good evening. evening. Good evening. Looking forward to tonight's session. We're out of combat, finally, nearly. So looking forward to that be a relief after the two and a half hour marathon <laughs> on christmas day that i thought would be over in half an hour quick little cheeky edit no spilling over into yeah. boxing day yeah. put that one on while you're sleeping hope you enjoy your christmas it. present guys turkey, we fucking christmas it in. <laughs> chris how are you i'm very well thank you very much anything uh, any news from the west part of the country you get cold the snow cold no snow no snow slightly cold Looking forward to the sun, though. The sun? What sun? Well, when it comes to summer. Like. Fucking <laughs> 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 hell. Jesus Christ, Chris. He's looking ahead. He's entering a hibernation. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. It's, yeah, Malico Bordello will be played by someone else for the next four months because Chris is going to sleep. For- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Malachi's realised he's he's not really up for this. He didn't he's sign up bedroom. to be attacked by four. He's got a bedroom and all. <laughs> Four vultures. He's going to retire to the Harrow Heart but at the Harrow Court for, for four months. Come on, how are you? I'm doing very good. Thank you. Have for you got us. any snow in Germany this time of year? Uh, if, if it's snow, it's not really, you can't call it snow. It's just mud. Oh. And, and, and you, some, some snow particles mixed in there. <laughs> you have raining mud in your part of the world, do you? We have, we have. Hallelujah! Like, Is that a new Slayer song? <laughs> it's, uh, it's 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 tragic, really. No, it's. Uh, is that a mistranslation, or is that are you actual mud coming through no, the sky? Just like slush, isn't it? Yeah, it's that really. Oh, that, I that see. Really muddy slush. Disgusting, when it doesn't disgusting muddy snow. Oh, okay, it's the pooping rain. <laughs> I have poised. nothing to add to that. Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kamon, I'm sure you might be feeling all right, but 
after last week's episode, Wilhelm oh, certainly isn't feeling no. all right. That was quite the combat. And I'm sure I've said that in previous episodes. I personally didn't expect it to uh, snowball hey, as quickly as it did. Things got out of hand very, very quickly. Of course, everyone went down. Saved by the warbling Tengu song. <laughs> then proceeded into a two and a half hour clusterfuck. <laughs> a thousand attacks of opportunity will do. <laughs> the gentle sound of the Tengu. That was a tough fight. <laughs> Malachi got a pasting. In fact, you all got pastings. How's everyone's hit points? I think Aaron, actually, considering started the last session on his knees, is, is looking the healthiest at the moment. Yeah, I'm on 82 out of 128. Yeah. Lupin? He did Lupin manage to get a soothe off eventually. Yeah. What's Lupin's hit points? Um, 45, which is... is not as bad as I thought it would be, considering I took some freaking massive hits. Mm. Really got uh, Malachi, what's he sitting on? I'm on 68. Okay. And Wilhelm? Uh, let me <laughs> check. Yeah, nothing. I got nothing. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, Wilhelm, sitting there, dying. Sitting is combat. very generous. Yes, no, prone. Dropped his weapon. <laughs> the rapier has sadly fallen through a crack into the Darklands. <laughs> it is gone. It now resides where Malachi's armor does. In Craig's rage-fueled heart. <laughs> I thought I was going to get one of you there. It wasn't going to be air on. There was the bird that was waiting for him to stand up, but he did manage to get out of it. Uh, as someone who hasn't had any of his backstory put out yet, is I was getting quite nervous, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the less backstory you have, the less you know backpedaling the GM's going to have to. Have, the more in danger you are in the combat. <laughs> I have the exact opposite experience. <laughs> yeah. As soon as you lay it all out, you're yeah. dead. That's yeah, it. I had absolutely zero plot armor there. I'm not happy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you have a gun, you don't need plot armor. <laughs> it's true. So just a quick, very Chris quick Chris had recap. level 7 plot armor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you now have the six powerful cards in your possession. Believed to be from something called the Deck of Destiny from your chat with D-Ral. You manifested the Harrow Court and indeed visited it. You manifested your bedrooms. You then popped back to town to heal up and realized that these six portals within the Grand Hall all lead to different locations across Galarian, each within the vicinity of one of the cards from the Deck of Destiny. So you head through the Hammer's Portal of course, where you now are, the dead shot lands and you met Skornak and his band of Tengu fighters who were raiding the Mavanian soldiers trying to get supplies. They were trapped in this little copse of trees looking to get across the grasses. You meet them, chat with them, and then you come under attack from the Mavanians with their spear launchers, which Skornak did manage to get one hit on at the end of the combat last week. <laughs> Very pleased about that and then decide to help these fighters get across the grasslands to their camp. And of course, when you do that, you are set upon by these four BDSM vultures, as Kamon put it, and <laughs> their boss, or a much bigger version of one of those. And they do, unfortunately, kill several of the Tengu. We have the massive combat. Aaron goes down, gets back up, and right at the end of last session, Wilhelm goes down. 
So I think we do have a little bit of dying to uh, resolve. I'm hoping no one's got any healing left. So <laughs> uh, Lupin, I believe it was your final action that took down the creature. It was. So it would be Malachi's turn in the turn order. Over to you. Have I got enough actions? Don't worry about a big spell can... if you've only got limited spells. Yeah, we, we've got uh, other I'm ways. I'm right next can... to him. It's going to cast Phaseboard on me. <laughs> I mean, I, I have got a soothe that I can just pump out just to get him up. I, I mean, once again, appreciating the very graphic use of the word pump out there. Um, <laughs> but if, <laughs> I think we had agreed not to use the, yeah. that terminology. <laughs> Matty was very clear. Can we use a different word? <laughs> See if you can oh, Chris is curl joking. one out. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's up to you, mate. It's, it's, they're your resource. I'm just thinking is that's probably a useful one we could we could potentially do if there's another combat off the back of this whereas say we could just what time of the day is or it? something to it is oh that's a good question uh the sun is starting to set yeah it's around 5 6 p.m malachi will stride across through the tengus push them out <laughs> of the way seeing that seeing that wilhelm has gone down uh, and and uh whisper a sweet sweet little song into his ear let me pause the music. <laughs> Make it ready. good, Malachi. Get ready. Take your time. It's not like I'm dying. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> you're dying. This is not the greatest and best song in the world. It's just a tribute. <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> Get up, you devil. Get up, you devil. <laughs> Strikes his head <laughs> as he's doing it and casts fourth level soothe. Fourth level soothe. We got there. How much Can I roll a will save against that? <laughs> no, you're no, unconscious. No, we're getting out of here. <laughs> we're not going for it again. <laughs> Malachi, how much healing is that for, for 36 uh, points 36. of damage. Everyone else damage. Takes... damage? Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. It's gone yeah, yeah, to actually, dying yeah. too. Everyone else take 10 points of fatigue. <laughs> <laughs> so are we out of combat now then as Wilhelm is... Wilhelm saved? is restored and you look around you, there is blood, this awful thick black blood from these awful creatures that you are kind of swamped in the grass swaying in the wind as the sun's going down it's not just the silhouettes catching it's also the blood of these creatures and uh scornak with this spear launcher that's it's almost as big as him comes waddling over and he says well done heroes you managed to save us thank you thank you so much is there anything we can do Aaron is uh falls to his knees and just realizing that the battle is done and he's looking around at these massive dead vulture creatures but also can't help but see the bodies of the tengu and knowing that he was leading the path he just feels wholly responsible he turns his attention to wilhelm and he says are you all right wilhelm can you can you stand are you all right i am i i I think i'm fine and he looks over at the creature that he in his last turn attacked and hit four times and he, he sees it dead <laughs> on the ground and he says D- did I at least 
Did I take it down with me? Lupin tries to conceal the smoking pistol behind his back. Yes, yes, you got him. Well done. <laughs> Please, can we, can we, can we go? Uh, are we, I'm, so, I'm sorry. And he, I look at, uh, Aaron looks at Skornak and says, I'm, I'm sorry, your, your friends. I, I didn't mean to lead them into danger. I'm, I'm so sorry. Yes, we have lost many soldiers today, but we have won a great battle. These creatures, these demons have been pestering us for many weeks. We have taken them down, not just them, but their leader. Aaron, yes, we have lost. And you can see that the Tengu is starting to pick up their dead and putting them on, over their shoulders, making makeshift stretches to bring them home. She goes, yes, we must, we must get to the camp. I believe we're safe for now. Thank you for, thank you for defending us. And Aaron is still not, um, feels wholly absolved of any kind of guilt. But he turns out looking across the plains and he can still see the faint golden line heading across from the Wanderer's Guide spell. I think I can still trace the path. We should make haste and get to your camp as quickly as possible. The sun is going down. Yes, we can. Absolutely. We haven't had time to pick up the rest of the weapons from the Mervanians, but they would more than be useful to us and maybe quite valuable. My advice would be to check there, but we can make it on our own. We'll proceed to the camp. If you wish to meet us there, we'll be there. Thank you. And Aaron looks around to uh, Lupin, uh, very much not wanting to make any more decisions today. <laughs> I think Lupin is is sort of stood there trying quite hard not to show just how out of breath he is. I think he's uh, he's breathing a little bit harder than he'd like to admit. Yeah, yeah, the hands are, the hands hands on, are the on the hips, and he's sort yeah. of surveying the battlefield. And, yeah, you can see the chest going. Tired. Um, <laughs> good fight. They uh, they they nearly had us uh, nearly had us worried a bit for a bit there. Uh, a good show all. As uh, let, let, let's take a look at these weapons. I dare say we can probably get a few of them in the uh, in the bag of holding and. Uh, what's left is perhaps we can either bury or conceal and come back for another time so you you look behind you and you see not too far away are the four dead bodies of the Mavanians and also their leader and there's obviously the bodies of the creatures that you have just dispatched of as well and uh, everybody roll perception check for me that is a natural 13 for 34 for Lupin 32 for Aaron 28 for Wilhelm. 24. Right, so uh, Skornak, you see, starts getting together the dead and uh, they're carrying them now and they sort of start pushing off in the direction of the forest as the sun is slowly going down, sort of quicker now as you come to your senses. And with your perception checks, you all feel a familiar pull, a familiar sensation within your minds emanating from the body of one of these creatures appears to be a source of great magic. Lupin will look over to, to Aaron. You you feel that? I feel it too, yes. And Aaron casts Detect Magic. And yes, you detect a very strong sense of magic coming from the leader. Over here, and Aaron approaches the body. Can I search a, a bird? <laughs> You can search the bird, yeah. He's in his um, feathers. Where's he? Where's he hiding? Oh, I'll show Ooh, you. You don't want to know. He's got the... <laughs> it's like a Christmas turkey. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Dickmas. Yeah. The uh, the like... the larger bird creature, uh, which you did identify as a 
Hurlilu, which is a fiend, um, has a kind of leather thong like uh, like pouch <laughs> around a his bandolier, waist. please. A, a bandolier, bandolier. Yeah. not a thong. <laughs> not a thong. <laughs> He's wearing a massive thong. <laughs> a giant leather coffee. foot thong. The demons around here wear quite provocative clothing. He's really run, running They really are the BDSM, BDSM vultures. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Aaron searches the bandolier. <laughs> and uh, what does he find? Within the bandolier around this enormous beast, it's mechanically large, but its wingspan is huge. And inside you you kind of pull out a couple of bits and pieces. One of them is a ruby, and it's emblazoned with an image representing a deity. And it's the religious symbol of Pazuzu, which we can we can deal with in a little while. You also find a unusually coloured bird feather token. And as you're kind of scrabbling around in the pockets, Aaron, you feel the edge of a card. Aaron's heart stops. And dies. No. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Aaron, are you having a heart attack? <laughs> He's dying three. Um, he grabs the corner of the card and pulls it out. Aaron. You pull out this card and immediately you know you have found another one of these powerful artifacts. You have located another card from the Deck of Destiny. And this card is called the Big Sky. It's here. He turns around to the others and shows it to them. It's here. This creature had it. It, 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 it was just here. The portals led us straight to it. And do I instinctively know what it does you sure do yes the big sky if you spend a second to invest this card is the chaotic good card from the suit of hammers which related to strength the big sky represents a widespread change or liberation as long as you have the big sky invested you gain a plus two item bonus to perception checks made while you are flying outside during the day and to any check made to escape the bonus increases to plus three if you're at least 17th level. And once per day, it's power. You can envision for two actions. For 10 minutes, you and up to four creatures you touch ignore difficult terrain and effects that would give a circumstance penalty to speed. That's very helpful. Mmm. Very cool. Do we know yet what its power is in the Harrow Court, or do we have to go back to... You will discover. have to return to the Harrow Court to discover its epitome. So, um, Aaron pulls this out, and I assume that everybody else has that same kind of innate understanding of what it does? Yeah, it doesn't say explicitly, but I'm going to rule that it does, yeah, just to, to save on time and sanity, but I think that would be reasonable. This is yet another just incredibly powerful object, but who wants it? Someone should look after it. Rollies. Rollies. <laughs> Rollies. Rollies. Wow, another one of these. Usually I put my name in that, but I think Wilhelm should have it. Malachi, you seem off lately. Are you doing okay? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Don't worry. Malachi, why do you think why do you think Wilhelm should have it? I mean Or Chris. I can see Malachi's point. Between the four of us, I believe I've I, I'm the only one 
who has done any flying recently. Uh, but but if some if, if one of you wants it, then I'm I'm fine with or without it. Aaron walks over to Wilhelm and hands him the card, and says, "I think it's this belongs to the flying Wilhelm." <laughs> <laughs> Setting it in stone. <laughs> um, and he also no. takes the religious symbol and, and chucks it to Lupin, and then holds out the. Did you say it was a feather token? Yeah. And, and says, can anyone can anyone help identify what this feather token does? Let me take a look. It is, I, I have one, and yeah, Lupin would like to, uh, to try and identify that one, please. Okay. So, Lupin, you pull out the one that you found before, and you put it against this one in your hand. You don't need to roll a perception check to see that these two share the exact same colour. These two are clearly related in some way. I'm going to ask everyone to roll a secret society check. Okay. Yeah, you all look at it. And Aaron and Wilhelm, you get closest to understanding. Malachi too. You think, ah, it's, there's clearly something here. But with your knowledge, you're not quite able to determine what that significance is at this stage. Well, it must be significant somehow, but I just can't grab what that is. Maybe it'll come to us in time. Perhaps uh, sleep on it and uh, re-examine in the morning. So Lupin will um, will start uh, start searching through some of the uh, some of the other bodies that are here. Yeah. So if you search the four Mavanian soldiers, <laughs> each of them have a spike launcher gun. These are worth two hundred and fifty gold each. And they also have a plus one striking rapier, and each of those is worth a hundred gold each. To the bag of holding with you. Have some ammunition. Uh, they each one also um, has a pair of manacles, handcuffs, kinky. <laughs> just Put that one on the Discord. <laughs> I was like going to say, yeah, this this is all getting spicy. Yeah, I was like going to say that that BDSM vultures was just a throwaway joke. I'm starting to think I might be onto something. Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can have these without rollies. <laughs> oh, I've got my own. He's like, no thanks, oh, I'm nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, the boss man from the first combat, his his launcher has gone with Scornak, so, but he does have a plus one striking rapier with him. More things to sell. Maybe we can look and see if we can find Gualdo, and then. Uh... Oh yeah, we need to find Gualdo. Yes. Oh, there he is. Found him. <laughs> Found him. <Yeah. laughs> Didn't have to look too hard. So, Lupin, you uh, take the equipment from the... I'm, yeah, I'm going to take that um, just mechanically for Foundry point of view. I'm just going to take one off the yeah, bodies and then, then just like yep. yeah, multiply them in Foundry just for... All good. Malachi, what are you doing whilst this is happening? I think Malachi would probably just be chilling out at this point, actually, letting the others do the work a little bit. He would have piped up for the for the card, definitely definitely interested in in that but uh definitely thought that wilhelm would be best matched for that wouldn't be too interested in the looting too much mm. um with what was found probably just sitting playing a little tune on his guitar fair enough surrounded by the corpses his next yeah uh, just just chilling opus. with them absolutely fine with it might cast another soothe on wilhelm while he's there another song please <laughs> another song <laughs> Brings his musical accompaniment out. 
and it's certainly becoming dark in the Deadshot lands. You can see just uh, around 500 feet away, maybe slightly more, the camp is in the distance, but you can kind of make out that just as, as you were looting and identifying and stuff that, that Scornak and his men, you can't see the rustle of grass anymore. It appears that they've made it safely across the plains. Really, what you do next is over to you. What I will say is that as the sun goes down, you do all feel this kind of sense of homesickness again and this pull within yourselves. But over to you. I, I think uh, we, we should perhaps check the uh, check the stash of weapons and then look to be, be on our way. Whether we go to the camp or whether we go back to the court is uh, perhaps neither here nor there at this point. I feel like I want to go home. And by home, Aaron really does mean Haruhart. Wilhelm just takes kind of a long look at this card that I, I don't know if the second edition artwork is the same, but I'm just going to describe the first edition one. Mm, uh, please do. So he looks at this card uh, with slaves breaking their chains and uh, looking to the sky with hope in their eyes. And uh, he knows that the card represents um, momentous, powerful chains and that old shackles are cast off. It certainly does not represent how he feels right now. So he looks at it and it kind of feels un unearned and and kind of alien to him in a way. And it, like, like it doesn't really quite belong to him. But um, two out of three already said that it should be his. So he just says it's okay for now and, and uh, puts it in his pocket and says, So how about we check in with... Uh, what was his name? I'm I'm sorry, I Milton. Uh Milton, oh, no. yes. The <laughs> fine gentleman that has that has my appetite. What? <laughs> what? He, Your so, appetite? <laughs> yes, we both eat just uh Oh <laughs> just, just yeah, the same amount of food. <laughs> yeah. I.e. nothing. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, uh common is not my native <laughs> my native tongue I, it might be that this means something else in in common expressions but uh i don't mean that my appetite lusts for him it means that he has the same appetite as me keep digging this is very <laughs> awkward can we please go <laughs> let's um i hope aaron is already focusing on the card because i don't have much <laughs> left let's uh, uh let, let's see what uh let's uh, See what we very nearly died for first. Uh, what do you Fair mean? Enough. What do you mean, Jace? Uh, Going to check out the pile of weapons that the Tengu were. Oh no, they've taken they've taken them with them. <laughs> they've gone. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's gone. what they were oh, they transporting. They took them with them, did they? Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. you were implying that they they took uh, they sort of left them there and we were to search through them. No, no, they they'd the already raided the camp and they were yeah. taking the stash back to their camp. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is, yeah, what's with that stash? Is have they taken that stash with yes. them? Yes. Oh, yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. I misunderstood. I, I I thought he was saying he'd left them here. Ah. Okay. No, my apologies. And I think yep. um, just to, just to kind of make it clear, like the stuff they had um, was 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 quite primitive. There were that's kind of fine. parts yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, there wouldn't have been necessarily anything of real value other than the spike yep. launchers. Which, uh, yeah, um, no, that's that's fine. Is I I misinterpreted what the what the game was. I, I thought that was like the. Uh, I thought loot the, pile. the game was going, no, here is your loot. As it oh, was. okay. But, yeah. He's had a level 20 artifact and he's still not happy. Yeah. He can classic <laughs> shopkeeper. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So is everyone content if we head back to the court? 
Yes, I think. Yes. Uh, and uh, Aaron, next to Wilhelm, says, "Well, Wilhelm, do you want to do the honors with your new card?" I can try. Just one quick thing before Wilhelm does that, because I don't want to interrupt the flow as soon as the portal is open. Uh, yeah. Wilhelm would certainly like to try to um, try to make a recall knowledge check on the boss thing. Mm. To see what type of fiend it is, if it's a devil or, or a demon or a daemon. Uh, you have already passed that one, I believe. Um, I think so, we only found out it's a fiend, but if not. Uh, it's a. Yeah, so you did. It's a, a Hurlilu or yeah, Lilu. Is this. A, a fiend is basically like a, like a big uh, category of, of creatures. Yep. And um, there's always a subcategory, which is. Lilu. Either demon, devil, or daemon. Yeah, this one is Lilu. That is its. Oh, that is wait. its subcategory. Okay. He just Weird. wants to use his so law. Come on. Okay. No, no, I don't. I don't want to use my law if it's if it's, <laughs> if it's uh, not necessary because no roll is always better than a roll. <laughs> but uh, okay, so it's neither a demon, a daemon, or a fiend. It is a fiend. Uh, or, or um, devil, sorry. No, it's a Lilu. Okay. And I think I gave you some of this before. Lilus are chaotic evil fiends who can fly, immune to disease, and have mixed avian and humanoid appearance. Most have a selection of primal innate spells. But yes, these are a unique type of fiend to the adventure path. All right. And just just for the... This is like an eternal, eternal war between these fiends and the tengu yeah so i won't go too much into it but the deadshot lands there is this ongoing battle between the kind of the common people which is mainly made up of tengu there are humans as well and, and other races versus this kind of oh, i can't remember it's um the theocratic is that the right word yeah yeah that's right theocratic's kind of theocracy where the the demons and the Mavanians kind of work to keep the people down and basically dominate them through kind of worship to demon gods and, and stuff like that. And it's this kind of ongoing power struggle between the two. And is this land is this land on Glorian? No. Yeah, it's on Galarian. Galarian's the planet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's very much, yeah, you're thousands of miles away from, say, from more well known from yeah, certainly yeah. from Absalom, yeah, thousands of miles okay. away. Yeah. As a tie in to the to the to the fiend question. Mm. Or did we already roll for that? If any of us can identify um, what Pazuzu is. Mm. Sure, yeah, you can roll a religion check for me. Would uh, fiendish law apply if it's a demon god? Sure. Can I try this? Yeah, then? go for it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, nice. It's, You're unusually a, calm about this today. If it's I'll a theocracy, it. it probably is the, like the god that they're kind of leading in the name of yeah if i've got that right so pazuzu um you both rolled high enough there that's uh, 33 and a 32 is pazuzu is the king of the wind demons the demon lord of the sky temptation and winged creatures counts himself among the most ancient of demon lords though his constant warring with Ma lamashtu has hindered his acclamation of power to oh is he one of the demon God lords yes he is king oh. of the wind demons the demon lord of the sky Oh, wow, okay. And these creatures clearly worship him and use that power to subdue the residents of the Deadshot Lands, which I believe is located on Arcadia. Yeah. So there you go. A little bit of a lore hit for you fans. 
right. This uh, this ruby here, this uh, this might be something that you might be interested in, Lupin. It's yeah. uh, it's demonic in nature, and uh, if you want to, you can uh, you could take it with you if no one is uh, against that. Me take a look. It's at the very least it probably go in the bag of holding. Yeah. Or make a wonderful birthday present for Erikanesh. Yes. <laughs> yes. My my estimations from looking at the loot table say that it's seven hundred and fifty gold. So I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I would sell it basically. But uh, <laughs> so the other creatures that you were fighting, just to uh, dot some eyes and cross some T's, they were. I think I might have let it slip briefly, but they are Vrox, which are wrath demons. They have some cool abilities. The dances, the spores, the stunning screech, pretty nasty bastards, and of course the double attack of opportunity if they were flying. Ah, that's what it was. Yes, they could use two talon strikes instead of one regular strike. Nasty. No cool knowledge is in there. Obviously, we're all quite busy. Um, Yeah. But they have some cool, yeah, they're a cool creature, the Vrock. Vrock Lesnar, as I think they've been known in a previous campaign. We fought one of these before, <laughs> a couple of what you. The Vrock. They have weakness to... Well, certainly good damage, didn't they? Yeah, they're weak to good yeah. and they're weak to cold iron, but they're also vulnerable to peace. So if they fail a save like against a calm emotion spell or something that's forcing them to be peaceful, they immediately take 4d6 mental damage. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wow. cool. So they are so chaotic. Wow. So yeah. That's pretty, pretty, cool. that's pretty nice. good. Nice, nice. So, Wilhelm, are you going to enact the Enter the Harrow Court ritual? Yes, but Wilhelm is not going to use the new card. He's going to use the Rabbit Prince. Okay. Cue the riffle. (laughs) Wilhelm, you stare into the Rabbit Prince card. And after a minute, this now slightly more familiar sensation flows through your body as the portal bursts, surrounded by these riffling cards. Back into where you entered it outside the gate within Harrow Heart. After you guys. We step through. Yep. You step through the portal, all of you, leaving the Deadshot lands and return back to your familiar surroundings of the Harrow Heart. And as you do, you step through the portal, which closes behind you. And the portal that you came through, which was obviously on the far left of the row of six on the north wall of the Grand Hall, which you're now back in, You see that there's nothing there. Where there was swirling mist before, it's now just a stone wall. The portal itself seems to be inactive. You look around the hall and you see Milton and you smell cooking dinner. You see that a table is set and could be your imagination, but there appears to be slightly more servants around. Maybe just one or two. The place looks a little bit cleaner, maybe, than when you left it. Slightly more presentable, we can say. What do you do? It seems like this is some sort of challenge. I, I don't know about you, but it seems to me like the cards want to be found. If the portal closed, it's like the business is concluded now that the card has been found. This is most unusual. I don't think the cards want to be found. I think they specifically want to be found by us. I think you're right. But I'm very confused as to how they've chosen who they've ended up with in the first place. You know, that monster that we had to defeat to claim the big sky and... And D-Rao with his card. And yet they've all seemed to clung and selected us. 
there's a lot of things to be confused about, I think. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to steal your line, Lupin. No. It feels like a very you thing to say, but <laughs> <Yes>. I'm... Uh, <laughs> hold on. I, I get. I need to get back into into my character. Um, I mean, I'm confused. Uh, Have you been uh, drinking I'm the confused. tea? <laughs> I'm confused at the best of times. I, I took some in my in my flask. I didn't think you'd notice. <laughs> <laughs> it's been stealing Eric and Eddie's tea. First the kippers, now the tea. Is there no end <laughs> to your villainy? The poor bastard sitting down for his dinner. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> Looks Ooh, around at his house. Empty. <laughs> Cupboards have been raided. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Malachi was doing while everybody was uh, <laughs> just stashes of it in his pockets. He's carrying 40 pounds of kippers. <laughs> <laughs> What's that smell, sire? So, Lupin, uh... Oh, God. No, error. <laughs> Shit, it's the tea. He has been drinking the tea. <laughs> the tea. Christ. What's happening? <laughs> Matt, he's got his own cup. Uh, <clears throat> I thought we might be here um, a while. I... I <laughs> I believe, uh, yes, you you might be right. Uh, in your in your in your wondering, Aaron, I have no idea what's going on. Um, I don't think anyone in this in this realm has any way of knowing what's going on. Indeed, it's a curious set of circumstances, but uh, perhaps with the the path it's taken us on so far, he's, he's, uh, we all seem to be here and more or less in one piece. It's, uh, perhaps it's it's best not to. Uh, to fight this, uh, fight this particular destiny too hard. I think Aaron feels very frustrated in a way because describing it as like a, a test is, you know, there's there's no clear direction as to like why he's been chosen or why all of us have been chosen and thrown together. And the fact that we've come through this gate and it's closed, like it was a task to be completed, for him just feels like. He's being forced to undergo a test and he's like his internal dialogue is like again like like my whole life is just about being tested and he's mm. like visibly like perturbed and I, I think I'm I'm hungry. Can we can we just go and see what Milton's cooked? And he walks off from the portal towards Milton. You're, you're a bit pale, Aaron. Are you... I'm fine. Are you doing okay? No, he's got a new ring light. He's looking fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Aaron? You look five years younger. <laughs> Allow me to serve you. Mabel has prepared roast pheasant and fresh vulture. <laughs> it's oh, a two-bird um, roast. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a Voltuck and no, 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 no. <laughs> So he um the servants that are there, as I say, you notice there's a couple more. They pull out the chairs for you and invite you to sit, and there before you is a really nice looking hot meal, fresh vegetables, fresh meat, and yeah, you tuck in, I assume. Some Lupin's of you Lupin's <laughs> going to check his uh his cut of vulture for uh, any thong marks. <laughs> Sire, the, the thong is the best part. 
<laughs> yes, uh, chap called off the day. Chap by the name of Cisco told me that once. <laughs> yes. I also noticed, Sires, you have returned with the big sky in your possession. You are an observant man indeed. How did you know about that? Well, it's obvious, Sire, the portal is closed. Is that... Well, I, I, I realise I'm asking a question we may already know the answer to now, but uh, is, is that what happens? Is we retrieve a card and a portal closes? It would appear that way, Sire. If, if I may ask a question that I suspect you are not going to be able to answer is is there are presumably more than uh, more than six cards out there so there are only six portals i cannot muse on the portal sire i can only tell you what is yes indeed enjoy your meal yes yes very much thank you thank you thank you he uh, walks out of the door towards the the sound of the kitchen lupin will be uh, munching away but, but will be watching the others just keeping an eye on things I think Aaron's sort of little outburst earlier won't have escaped his notice he'll you know maybe not be directly asking about it but we'll be definitely you know keeping an eye on him and I'd like to think that it's not like a he's got personal stuff that he's feeling about this situation but I think that yes it's a kind of curious mystery and there's a great deal of like excitement and wonder about it but I'm sure we'd all feel a bit of a mix of emotions about this is also like really fucking weird and frustrating and why? Why is this happening? Especially because like, you know, Lupin is not a big believer in destiny and all that anyway, is he? So he, he must, this must feel odd and frustrating yeah. to him as well. Yeah, I, I think so. I, th- I think it's, I, I think Lupin's concern is probably more he's obviously he's he's aware of what he's feeling and he, he obviously you know is aware that Aaron's you know reaction is is perhaps just him not being as able to control those emotions and feelings or, or to maybe not even control but to hide them as as maybe Lupin is having being a bit uh, bit sort of older and wiser Jason is Lupin still I think you mentioned this maybe a couple of episodes ago is Lupin is he still kind of struggling to comprehend this? Is this something that he is like scared about or intrigued or maybe both and maybe hiding some of that or kind of where's his head at sort of internally at the moment? I I think it's, it's, it's rapidly because the uncertainty I think is being replaced by, by intrigue. You know, Lupin is at his very heart, a collector. Hmm. Um, yeah, as a thaumaturgian with the esoterica and everything, he is a collector of rare and fantastic items, and he is, you know, for whatever the reason, he has found himself on a path that is leading him to items that are more rare and fantastic than any he's he's ever come across. So I think he's he's increasingly sort of getting not not swept up in it in terms of of excitement, but he, his natural curiosity and inclination to collect these things is is starting to starting to take hold mm. on the flip side Malachi is absolutely getting swept up with it yeah it's like he's yeah wants to get the Panini album of uh, of uh, Premier League football stickers um, <laughs> and it's quite 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 likes that we're being treated like we are in the Harrow Court you know quite likes the homeliness of it mm. it's just like at home he doesn't have to cook for himself <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Better than home. 
even got his own room. We obviously don't know yeah. too much about Malachi's backstory yet, which is fine. We've got plenty of time for that. I'm looking forward to just sort of digging into that a bit more in the future. So what do you guys want to do? The time is probably around 8pm, 9pm now. By the time you've got back, you've eaten. Malachi nudges Wilhelm, who's next to him at the dinner table, hopefully. You've got the you've got the blue sky, haven't you? Let's see what it does. Hasn't it got some sort of special power that like the other cards did? I, I believe, I believe it, it, it might have one as well, but could we Let's maybe... see what it does. Could, could we maybe... I'm... I, I, I know I don't I don't show it, but uh, I'm I'm really beaten up right now. Um, I would say let's try to do that tomorrow and uh, spoil sport and uh, <laughs> maybe see that we just you know relax tonight and uh, maybe take a few days off to to upgrade our gear and just take it easy for a bit. Uh, it's the last few days have been really stressful. All right, then. And he bites into some more vulture. But I promise, first thing in the morning, I mean, you can even be the one to, to do it. I'm, I'm, oh, yeah, it's... okay. I'll, I'll definitely be there. <laughs> what, 7 okay. p.m. show up? 7, 7 a.m.? It's fine. I'm I'm just going to put my sleep window at like 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be awake. I'm going to be the oh, one who's waiting for you, friend. What do you do? Do you party all night or something else? I'm thinking. Well, don't do that too hard. Come on, I could, like... I could be wrong, come on, but I get the impression that even though Wilhelm chooses to only sleep two hours, like even though this ring does get him technically through it, it must like, I don't know, I could be wrong, but I kind of see it like it, he is tired. Like even though he, he is he's tired. not technically tired like, mechanically, tired, but it but must he... be like a, a drain on him. He is tired, but he he chooses to only sleep two hours a night mm. interesting so um what do you guys think about the idea to you know kind of regroup for a bit and 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 uh you know look take a look at our equipment and and try to gear up before our next little venture i think that's a good idea yeah what do you reckon lupin i dare say i could uh i could start to do some some study is uh is these not had as much chance as I'd like to take a look at some of these cards, and uh, perhaps I could. Uh, I wouldn't mind having a conversation with that uh, that Groldo fellow down in the forge as well. Is uh, don't know if I've mentioned this, but uh, I, I'm a bit of a an amateur uh, enthusiast when it comes to forging and uh, so on and so forth. So is uh, perhaps perhaps you can uh, can shed some light on some techniques that uh, maybe of use to us. Oh, I didn't see you as the type. Ah, I'm a man of uh, of many hidden talents. Did I did I tell you I have a rap album? <laughs> <laughs> I n- not that I recall. No, Malachi's eyes, <laughs> eyes light up. <laughs> Takes his keytar off, <laughs> and by that he means he pulls out an esoteric scrapbook of different fabrics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who do you think wrote Mumbo Number oh, Six? You said, you said scrap, <laughs> not rap. <laughs> uh, yeah, can't it be both? <laughs> I'm looking forward to see many more of your talents, Lupin. Thank you kindly. Is uh, I dare say the same, but is uh, uh, without wishing to cause offence, is you to have a quite exceptional talent for murder, and I'd rather not see too much of that. <laughs> I would call it a talent, but uh, thank you, I guess. <laughs> the servants begin cleaning up your dinner plates, 
and returning them to the kitchen and cleaning up after you. The hour is 9pm. So I think as the cleaning up begins, I think Lupin will uh, sort of excuse himself from the table and probably will take a uh, take a wander down to the forge. And, okay. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll seek out... Uh, seek out Groldo. So Lupin is going to go down to the forge. Aaron? Aaron heads straight to his room. Wilhelm? Wilhelm is going to... Um, not going to do much. He's going to take a look at his new card and... You're welcome to join that's, me. That's it. Uh, Malachi, do you do you want to give a visit to Groldo? Well, he seems uh, seems a nice chap. I might go and have a little speak with him, yeah. By the way, did... With my did Kita. By the way, do any of you recall naming him that? I'm not sure. I, I didn't name him that. Did one of you? It <laughs> yeah, just it was, feels it like was my choice. Things. It was my choice. It was my choice. It feels like I've always known him as a Groldo. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> he it's, looks like yes. a Groldo. It's that. almost supernatural in a way. It's like <laughs> some some greater being beyond our control decided to name him that. <laughs> <laughs> right, so fucking hell. Everyone goes to bed. Are the three of you going to see Gwaldo? Let's go yeah, see Gwaldo. Let's go find Gwaldo. To Gwaldo. And you make your way through one of the corridors and you hear the sound of a of an anvil being struck with a hammer. And you enter the room and there before you, resplendent in brass, is the brass dwarf. And he greets you. Welcome. How can Groldo be of assistance to you? Pleasure to, to, to meet you, Groldo, or to see you again. Uh, is we just came down uh, came down to take a look at the uh, forge and, and, and what we may be able to uh, to do here is I was saying to the others upstairs, I'm, I'm something of a amateur craftsman myself, and I was hoping I may be able to lean on your quite formidable experience. Yes. The workshops of Harrow Heart are yours to use as you see fit. I am able to assist you if you are crafting. I can offer a plus two to any crafting checks and know the formulas for all armor potency runes, resilient runes, energy-resistant runes, and fortification runes. How long my powers last will depend on when the GM moves you to the remastered edition of Pathfinder 2. <laughs> ah, who is this GM you speak of? He is a very intelligent and handsome being. <laughs> Was he the one who named you? Yes. <laughs> oh, it's, it's one of those fictional things. <laughs> Incredibly handsome. He's, he's clearly been programmed to say that, guys. Don't worry. Wait, it's, it's, it's GM short for Grodo Master. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Have a hero point, Wilhelm. <laughs> you motherfucker, I nearly just sprayed cherry pepsi all over my keyboard. <laughs> Jason Midsweek. I cannot craft for you, but I can assist you to craft. That's that's good to know. Is half the half the fun is uh, is is doing it yourself. But uh, yes, a, a guiding hand to help me along the way would uh, be much appreciated. Do you wish to forge with me? I will very much be availing of your services. But it's been a it's been a long day. Perhaps uh, perhaps in the morning. So I, I have some some issues with my armor. I would like to to address, and uh, I believe you may be the man to help me do it. Groldo will be happy to help. Thank you, Groldo. You are welcome. 
Good night. Good night. Sleep tight. Getting a bit creepy now. Don't let Malachi <laughs> bite. Strangely enough, that was written on the walls of the toilets. You were faster than me, but only because I was muted there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you will go and rest for the night? Yes. Yes. I'd like to say that when everyone went to bed and Graham uh, spent one or two hours in his room thinking, he gets up and uh, leaves into the hallway, walks over to uh, Lupin's door and uh, knocks a few times. Lupin answers the door, butt naked. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so he's wearing a With thong him. this time. Yeah, he's got, silk, he's got his silk dressing gown on. That Lupin answers that, the that door. Only, that only comes up to his, uh, his crotch. <laughs> yeah, uh, Lupin answers, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry to disturb you. May, may I come in for a moment? Of course, yes. Yes, please come in. Um, walks in, sort of looks around at your... Uh, wait, what, what did your room look like again? So um, Lupin's room is... I mean, if you imagine what Elton John's bedroom looks like, it's probably not <laughs> tremendously <laughs> It is just like an explosion of colour and just silks and just the... Lots of flowers. Yeah, the single most ostentatious room you've, you've seen in your life. Um, is, you presume there is a bed somewhere under the cushions, but you're not entirely sure. <laughs> huh, comfortable. Um, so, Lupin, uh, I'm, I'm sorry to disturb you at this hour, but... Um, not at all. I've been, I've, I've, I've been thinking, and uh, you seem like someone who can... Uh, who's very good at keeping things to themselves. I, I believe there's a lot you're not telling us, which is fine by me. If you don't want to, I can, can I can, can can I tell you something? Absolutely, you you can uh, you can tell me and rest assured that uh, that I will be as discreet as you want me to be. And Wilhelm pulls out the big sky. I have this this uh, weird feeling with this card. I like I don't deserve it in a way. Like I haven't earned it. And I, I w wanted to ask you if if you would want to have it. If not, then that's fine. I don't feel like I have earned what it represents, and I have not. I am I'm not ready to use its power in the in the fullest. And Lupin it, it was uh, sort of sat on the edge of a desk, pauses for a second. Well, I appreciate your your candor, and I appreciate you telling me this. Uh, if I may be equally as candid, the uh, Lupin reaches into his jacket and pulls out Paladin. I've uh, I've been doing some research on this card, and uh, I understand that this particular card it represents righteousness, resolute defense. Those are not characteristics I, I believe I represent. I am many things some of them to many people. But I, I do not consider my myself a man tremendous righteousness. Uh, I, I have always been exceptionally good at looking out for, for Lupin and for those who look out for me. But uh, it's perhaps to date that has been as far as it's extended. 
Yet, since this card came into my possession, I've found that I I have become more more accustomed to looking after others. It's yourself, Aaron. He pauses for a second. Malachi. I I, I dare say, and and I, I feel slightly strange saying it. I, I'm not a believer in these things, but I dare say there are elements within these cards that know us better than perhaps even we do. And the fact that Big Sky has found its way to you may be the universe's way of telling you there is growing to do. With that said, if you feel that the best course of action is you to grow without the card for the time being, I would be happy to honor your wishes and and take it on board. I will leave that up to you. It's not a decision you need to make here and now. And while we're here, um, I've been meaning to ask you a question, and it's not a question you need to feel obligated to answer. It's uh, back in the forge when we were fighting the invisible creature. Before it vanished, I, I overheard it say something to you. I've seen you fail before, and I will see you fail again. May I ask if you're willing to share? What did it mean? Wilhelm looks kind of taken aback by this. And he, he looks kind of surprised for a second. And then he says, Oh, um, we've, we've all, um, as, as you might know really well yourself, uh, we've all lived our lives separate from each other. We've all made some, made some mistakes. And um, I'm paying for one that I've made years ago to this day. And I believe that creature might have something to do with it. And Lupin nods. Well, your, your journey is, is your own to a greater or lesser degree. Uh, I am happy and honored to, to accompany you and the others on it. If I may offer you one piece of advice, it is that we are, we are more the sum of our mistakes. What is gone cannot change. What is yet to come, we can. And he sort of stands up off the desk and sort of steps forward and offers Wilhelm a hand. Wilhelm stands up and gives Lupin a hug. And, uh... While he's naked. And as he... (laughs) While he's... While Wilhelm gets undressed. No. Uh, So... (laughs) 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 And, um... As he takes a step back again, he says... I... I think there's some some things even you might be wrong about. Wouldn't be the first time, my boy. Good night. And he goes to the door and gives gives Lupin a nod and closes it behind him. Very good, gentlemen. <laughs> yes, so good. <laughs> Hero point for you two. Wow, that was great. You know, is there even going to be a roll this session anymore? <laughs> <laughs> really nice. Yeah, learn a little bit there. Lupin confronting Wilhelm over the words that the invisible creature spoke. So unless anyone else has got anything else to do, I'm going to say you rest for the night. And um, it's only like day four since you guys met, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I did a little bit of work on the calendar. I think that's the, that's the third third night. So this bond that's quickly forming, I think it's brilliant between the characters, each with their own little dynamic, 
some stronger than others. So it's a new day in Harrow Heart. What do you want to do? I made Malachi a promise. <laughs> it's time you to did. keep it. Let's find out about this card. Yeah, I assume Malachi. Yes! I assume Malachi approaches the portals at seven a.m. sharp. Yep. <laughs> Wilhelm has been standing there for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Malachi, if if you want, then uh, you can do the honors. And Wilhelm holds out the big sky, which he kept after the after the exchange with Lupin. And Malachi, excitedly, you can see him shaking, <laughs> takes it from him, looks at it really hard. Come on, do something. I love the way they don't say good morning. It's just he no, runs and takes the card. No, <laughs> straight to business. Straight to business. Yeah. What I like. I will, Alan. Had just some story. Let's move things forward. <laughs> what do you mean, give me the card? You're, you've been holding it for the last two minutes. Well, Nothing's make changed. Make it do something. Make it do something. Malachi, you take the big sky from Wilhelm, and this card's epitome, you realize, is tied to a point of interest in the Harrow Court's desert area. And what I will say for this one, rather than tell you exactly what it's going to do, we'll save that for maybe when you decide to sort of travel over there. That's not something we've really looked into yet. I think that's what we uh, said, isn't it, the last time, is that we would need to... At some point, yeah, it's not um, it's completely up to you guys when you do that. But Malachi, you feel that there is something there relating to that when you do epitomise this card fully within the desert area of the Harrow Court, that it's going to be creating a, an area that holds great light and great heat. Malachi, slum- Malachi slumps his sho- shoulders and looks visibly... <laughs> Annoyed. <laughs> no wife for Grodo, I take it. Now, <laughs> well, I think we're going to have to travel to the desert. It, I got this feeling in my stomach. I, it, it might be the beer from last night or the, the chili that we had. That vulture's not. didn't have any chili. What are you <laughs> storing in your room, Malachi? <laughs> oh no, he's been eating the kippers. <laughs> <laughs> I like the thought that Malachi keeps nipping back to the Grand Bazaar like because you don't need all of you to do it it's just like he keeps a secret ball of chilli in his room yeah <laughs> nipping back just to get a stash. extra snacks just gone back for a kebab yeah <laughs> <laughs> so time for breakfast time for breakfast you, we pass over breakfast you, you, you sit down Wilhelm doesn't eat any the rest of you do right <laughs> Wilhelm takes back the big sky what is the plan Hi everyone, yet again, my players, my beautiful players, have taken far too long to decide what to do. I'm joined by Matty. Hello again. And just want to skip a load of waffle about what the players are going to do. So this time, rather than trying to remove a curse, players decided it was best to take an entire week of downtime. Matty, I know Aaron was feeling that might be useful. Yeah, a number of us were. I think that we were all in agreement that in a lot of the campaigns that we have played before, there's not really been so much the opportunity for downtime, certainly not written into the adventure. And it kind of felt that with Harrow Heart, that it really does kind of create the space for you to build up this base of operations and then explore that space and also take advantage of things like the Brass Dwarf in the Forge to start creating, leveling up items and just really making it your home. And I think having just played with our characters a little bit more we finally were kind of getting to grips with what we would like to 
maybe tweak or change or improve about our characters and Aaron certainly I, I knew I wanted to change one or two things about him so that's where I came out for, at it from exactly so the pcs did head back to the grand bazaar but they took a week off so you're going to join us a week later from where we just left you the total loot sold gave all the pcs 365 gold pieces each lupin who has the magical crafting feat or at least does now has decided to do some crafting using Groldo and the forge to get a plus two armor potency rune that would have been 900 gold but a couple of rolls and stuff to to deal with that malachi and wilhelm have enough gold so wilhelm has sent malachi don't know why but he has on a shopping trip to absalom where he has bought two plus two armor runes for him and i think you know exactly why he's got rid of malachi just to get him out of the way yeah i think (laughs) i want to spend a week with you get out of my town leave me in the forge get out of here so malachi is headed back to absalom and purchased two plus nine armor potency runes 900 gold each for himself and for wilhelm leaving aaron alone for a week yeah and aaron has spent a week focusing on his spell repertoire and retraining one of his spells for which i am not going to reveal what i have swapped it over to but essentially i've gotten rid of one of my spells which takes me a week and i can swap it to anything else in the spell list which is exactly what i've done thank you and also whilst malachi was doing the shopping for wilhelm wilhelm has also decided to retrain a feat which takes about a week. So if you've got any questions, hit us up on Discord for that. But Wilhelm has retrained a feat. So we return to the Harrow Court one week later, seven days later. The PCs are all well-rested at full hit points, ready to continue the adventure. Anything else, Matt? I think that's it. Right, on with the episode. Bye. And we cut back to our heroes one week later, fully refreshed, Having done some shopping and some retraining, you've now known each other for 11 days. We don't have to roleplay all of that out, but <laughs> we find ourselves back where we were in the Grand Hall on a morning. You've eaten breakfast, so don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to do? Well, guys, I didn't think Milton could party this hard, but <laughs> <laughs> holy shit, this week was awesome. <laughs> Grolda was quite the DJ. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Lupin's just got the name Groldo tattooed across his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> He's put on a kilo, like several kilos in strength. He's been working out with Groldo in the gym. Yeah, yeah Lupin's Jason is now retrained though. as a barbarian. Lupin's just got, Lupin's just got knuckle tattoos <laughs> with the name Lupin on them. <laughs> a lot can happen in a week. <laughs> So you're all feeling a little bit stronger, a little bit more tough, a few little changes and tweaks. It's a new day. What do you want to do? So Aaron has stood in the Great Hall and the others come down. I'm guessing it's like the morning time. Yes. And he's staring back towards the second portal that a week ago he felt really disdainful and frustrated about. And now after a bit of time to reflect and just calm himself and just enjoy a bit of peace in this place because it does seem like it's quite nice we, we, we feel at home here don't we naturally like yes a, very much so he's looking at that orange portal with a bit more of a focused determination 
and he turns towards the others and says, Are we all ready? Um, pulls out of his hero deck the juggler and uh, takes a quick look at it and says, I think this one might not be as bleak as, as the last one. I'm, I'm ready. Before we go, if I, if I may, I had some brief downtime. Uh, this morning of finishing up the, the work on my armor and I managed to create a couple of uh, a couple of talismans Lupin hands a fear gem across Ooh. to Wilhelm uh, Wilhelm, this gem will help you strike fear into your enemies as you are a fearsome warrior as it is this will at least uh, make it a little bit more tangible and then uh, Lupin turns to uh, to Malachi Malachi, I... Uh, I I was drawn to to craft this. It's a new one for me, yeah, but it's uh, it's a muse of sorts. It's a singing muse. Hands Malachi is a sort of small figurine, and it looks like it's been crafted from a small piece of like sort of silvery stone. It hmm. looks like a sort of uh, the classic Venus de Milo, a dryad sort of pouring water into <laughs> a small pool. This will help boost uh, any performance checks you need to make. Uh, it'll only work once, but uh, hopefully that'll be all we need. Thank you for that. That's probably the, one of the greatest things that anyone's ever made for me. That is truly upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gifts exchanged. Bags of hair. Matty, any, anyone get any bags of hair? Yeah, Wilhelm, he's uh, got the bag of hair. And the resident <laughs> the shimmering, hair bearer. Hair bearer. <laughs> shimmering oh, no. bag of hair. Care bear. Care hair Robbing bear. bag of hair. Kimon, the bear. resident hair bagger is the worst <laughs> thing I've ever heard oh. anyone say. <laughs> Not a pleasant image. Oh. All right, so you exchange your gifts, feeling refreshed after a week's downtime, and you stand before the second portal on the northern wall of the Grand Hall. As you knew from before, this portal leads to the juggler. Just before stepping through the portal, Aaron says, I want to just try something and see if this can give us a clue as to what lies on the other side. We don't know who we're going to meet, and I want to have some inclination as to who can be trusted. And he pulls out the carnival card and starts to envision what does he see. Just as a reminder, when you can do this once per day, you peer into the future and witness yourself walking through this vaguely sinister carnival. Mechanically, I have to roll a secret DC6 flat check and you potentially see someone within the vision that you are likely to interact with. And depending on the result, the options are trusted, distrusted or neither, depending on the flat check. So as you're walking through this carnival, as you peer into as you peer into the card and have this strange vision in this sinister carnival, a character that takes your eye in one of the sideshows is one of these strong men from carnival's past, wearing the black and white striped sort of leotard, lifting these incredibly heavy weights and dumbbells with these massive feats of strength. And I shall roll my flat check. And you feel that this person can be trusted. And as Aaron kind of blinks himself out of this vision, he says to the others, I, I saw in the carnival a figure, a, a, a strong man. I felt like he is someone that we could probably trust. Just keep that in your minds. I know it doesn't make much sense, but just keep that in mind. 
You approach the portal, and as you stand there, the mists part. You are looking out over a forested mountainside with an ocean on the horizon. You can see some plant life and terrain kind of visible. That would be a nature check. You want to try and maybe get an idea of where it is you're heading to. Ooh, that's a natural 14 for 31 for Lupin. That's a natural 16 for 30. Same for me. Okay, all good rolls there. Yeah, in fact, all of you know that this region is called the Turwa Uplands in the Mwangi <gasps> Expanse. Ooh. Ooh. I've been so excited to go to this place. Yeah. Nice. Do you step through? Oh, yeah. All hand in hand. Linking arms with Wilhelm. <laughs> I like this. I like this idea. You all <laughs> yeah. link arms and all step through. You step through the portal. And as the portal closes behind you, you see from a daunting mountainside elevation, thousands of feet, an ocean studded with islands commanding the view to the west, while to the east stretches out an expanse of thick jungle. The slope below hosts a cloud forest, its trees poking up through a layer of swirling mist while a narrow path winds down and out of view into the fog. And as you look around, you find yourself manifested in the mouth of a cliffside cave entrance, an enormous cave entrance, with the peak of a huge mountain looming high above. Someone can give me a nature check, please, again. 31. Yeah, no, all good rolls. So you find yourselves yeah on this and you realize that you are actually really quite high up here you are thousands of feet but above you further sort of looming high above is mount qualdar or mount qualdar of the mwangi expanse in the turwa uplands and as you look behind you you see this cave leads into a cathedral like space stretching in a rough circle about 100 feet in diameter I have done a little picture. This is just very, very rough, but just to kind of show you. Hmm. And the cave leads into this space. It's smooth walls running in irregular arcs, punctured by fissures and sporadic shafts that allow the daylight in so the hole is well lit. Much of the wall space features huge, simple murals in bright colours, mostly of megafauna and towering trees against a backdrop of high mountains. The shaft of light illuminating the wall shines down and there's this image of this huge man, rolls of fat on the wall, the light tricking your eyes to make him look larger than even this massive cavern could contain. A second shaft of light falls on a stone altar directly in front of this portrait and slowly gyrating through loops in the air above the altar is a single harrow card. <sighs> <laughs> what? Behind the altar, sitting on the ground, you see a dwarf. So we've appeared. We're, we're in this cave. You are in the mouth of this cave. Yeah. So it leads. It leads straight into this. And this is what we see like, through the tunnel cavern. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You are right outside. Below you is the expanse of you are thousands of feet. These amazing views of the ocean, the forest below you, a path that leads down the mountain through the clouds, and you are above that 
almost into this huge cavern that's right next to you with these murals on the wall with this altar with the light shining on it with this card doing loops and a dwarf just sitting patiently sort of behind the side at the back of the cavern Wilhelm definitely thinks this is a trap and uh, slowly and quietly pulls out his rapier just in case can we get a clear look at this this dwarf how far is he quite far away yeah he's quite far away but he appears to be wearing a blue simple blue tunic or robes with a red undershirt and as you're looking around he kind of spots you and stands up and places his hands in front of him in a kind of pious gesture Aaron looks to the others well shall we do, do we go in we may as well. It's uh, nothing ventured, nothing gained. We start to step in, I guess. Step into the chamber, your footsteps echoing in this huge room. The dwarf approaches, hands clasped, and greets you. Welcome to the shrine of Balamdar. My name is Blekenu the Pious. How may I be of assistance? Good day, Blekenu. My name is Lupin Malice. Uh, these are my friends, Malachi, Aaron, and Wilhelm. We have traveled here from a great distance away, um, and I, I suppose we're here seeking, and he sort of looks up, seeking arrow cards, I suppose. It would appear you have come to the right place. This card appeared here recently. In the shrine of Balamdar. Can I roll a religion check to try and sure identify that? Go person? ahead. Aaron, yes, you recognize the name. Balamdar, or he who is massive, is the god of all huge things in the world that tower over small things. <laughs> the god of strength and might born of great size. And rolling over your check, the mural that's on the wall it's clearly an artistic impression of this colossal god. Is he like a, a like a good god, like a holy god, or is he a neutral? Or maybe ask Black Kenu. Uh, what was sorry? What was the name of the god again? Balamdar. Uh, Balamdar. <laughs> you come to the shrine of Balamdar to seek harrow cards. Do you know why? The card would land here. I do not. I am here merely to serve Balamdar. Would it offend your lord if we were to take the card? Well, you could try to take it, but I don't know that you'll have much luck. How so? I have tried myself and failed. I assumed it was meant to be there. Is what what happened when you tried? I was unable to take it. The card moved and jostled, and when I finally got my hands on it, it was simply too heavy for me to lift. Even for me, Black Kenu, the tallest dwarf in all of the Terwa Upland. How tall are we talking here? Four foot three. <laughs> Eight and a half feet tall. <laughs> How do we get up there? It, it's, it's quite far up, isn't it? It's just right in front of us, isn't it? It's at our level. Is it right in front of us? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, funny. Go on, Malachi. Go and grab it. Have a go. No, no. Come on, then. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, And he goes across and rashly walks up to the card, (laughs) reaches out a hand. And the card continues to sort of do figure of eight loops, dancing in a space above the altar. As you're doing this, Blegkunu walks off to the side slightly and he's got some kind of basic supplies there and he begins pouring sort of water out of a jug and these little biscuits that he puts on a tray and brings over to you. Some refreshments after your journey. And Malachi, what do you do? Not with the refreshments, with the car. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's suddenly what Malachi's interested in. (laughs) Malachi will really be going for it, actually. He will be trying to catch this as much as possible. Are you trying to take the card? Yeah. You try and take the card and it dances out of your way. Um, Here, let me help. And Aaron goes up to Malachi and tries to help him grab the card from the air. Even though you think you might get it, Malachi, as soon as your hand gets on it and this this card is moving, like say, let's say you get your fingers just on the edge of it, it feels so immovably heavy that... You simply cannot even like begin to change its course. It simply dances out and then avoids you again. Legkenu says, The card appeared here above the altar one morning several weeks ago. It's very magical, and I suspect it has powers far beyond floating in circles. I've been seeking the prayer that will bring it to life. But look, see how immense the juggler on the card is. Look at the size of the things he tosses so casually. What could this be but a sign from the world shaker Balamdar? Marvellous. <laughs> this juggler must be a herald of my god. I just need the right prayer to bring him forth. Your god is is the god of strength, yes? Yes. This card is almost unbelievably heavy yes it seems more than mere coincidence i I will grant you that uh, this of all cards has arrived this particular location but i I must confess i'm somewhat at a loss as to uh, be able to do to to resolve this i don't mean to burst any bubbles but this card has the suit of keys which is not normally associated with great strength but rather with great dexterity. It might be that the way to bring this card down is not by sheer force at all. Keys. Yes. Keys. I've been thinking a lot about that. This card is from the suit of keys. A key must be the key, wouldn't you think? I think if I had a big key, especially a certain very specific key, I could complete my prayer. At that point, it wouldn't matter whether I had the card or not. And I suppose you could take it. Do you have any idea where we might find this key? Why, yes, I know exactly where there is a key. A large key. It is guarded by a cloud dragon named Sedisarax. <laughs> And the curtain comes down. <laughs> oh my god! Dragon! Dragon!
you've been listening to describe your kill the death of destiny find out more at describeyourkill.com thank you to paizo michael gelfi creator cord sirenscape kevin mcclaude foundry and sigil services get all the links on our website this podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com.